And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. You lost your magic. They knocked you off your game. Your Carlness went right out the window. What's with this Carlness? It's not even a, a real word. It's a conjunction, a preposition. It's a philosophy, a way of life. It's your name with miss attached to it. Bob, listen to me. If you'd have done what I asked you to and come in my dressing room before the show, you'd have known that you weren't supposed to come out here until I introduced you. Jack, I tried to get into your dressing room, but I didn't have a nickel. I understand you're pretty funny as a DJ, and comedy is a kind of hobby of mine. Well, well actually, it's a little more than just a hobby. Reader's Digest is considering publishing two of my jokes. Really? Yeah. From Hollywood, it's time now for... Honey Dollar. Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment, including trivia contests and games, movie reviews, celebrity interviews, showbiz news, and classic radio shows. My co-host is the bodacious Lisa Wolf. In this hour, it's the Abbott and Costello Show from 1946. But first, it's Beat the Host. In order to beat the host, a Hollywood 360 listener contestant named Linda must correctly answer more true or false trivia questions about Lindsay Buckingham than I. Lisa Wolf Hall is our moderator. Lisa, please say hello to Linda. Hi, Linda. Hi. So glad you're with us tonight. I'm flabbergasted. I got through. You're well, flabbergasted? That's a good word. We're flabbergasted. How many syllables is that, Lisa? It's four. Four syllables. It is. Well, we're flabbergasted to have you on Hollywood 360. So uh, this Lindsay Buckingham segment is a predecessor to the next hour, which will be named that tune. So we're going to talk a little bit about Lindsay. He was born October 3rd, 1949. He's turning 73. Of course, he was the guitarist and uh, singer from Fleetwood Mac. Linda, so- you like Fleetwood Mac? I love them, yeah. Oh, Me I know. too. Gosh, grew up with uh, uh, Fleetwood Mac albums. Um, yeah, I used to keep rumors, them still in right? the cellophane. I never <laughs> took the cellophane off and the where albums. where are Linda. these records today? I don't know. They're gone. My mom threw them out. So sad. Well, Linda, I'm rooting for no. you. <laughs> I know. She threw them out. She didn't know. She threw um, them out. Here's your first statement. It's either true or false. And so we'll start with you, Linda. In 1979, Lindsay produced a solo album with John Stewart of the Kingston Trio, titled Fire in the Wind. True or false? True. Sounds really true. But Lisa's very tricky, Linda, so I'm going to say false. I was being tricky on that one. Um, So it's not titled Fire in the Wind. I just completely made that up out of the air. Um, It's called Bombs Away Dream Babies. That's for Linda. Sorry, Linda. Here's for me. I don't know. It sounds right. real, though. I, okay. I made it sound pretty real. All so right. Carl just knows That's me too okay. well. I want Carl to win anyway. You, you do? do? Oh, man. That's two of us. Oh, wow. Well, then that's going to be a problem. <laughs> I'm on your team. Um, Carl, no, during... I knew he produced an album. I just didn't know the title. Yeah, I know. That's where I get a little bit tricky. <laughs> Carl, during his time with Fleetwood Mac, Lindsay refused to use a metronome. Oh, watch them all. Do you know what a metronome is? Um, yeah, it slides. For, it's kind of slides on the guitar. Or something no, like that. no. I mean, anybody no. who's played piano. No. Oh, um, that's something else. So it's it's kind of a, a machine that keeps time for you. So oh, it ticks back, forth, yeah. back, forth. He it, had it keeps uh, time. piano lessons, did he? <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> he refused. All right, I'm going to say true on that one. Linda, 
Uh, true. Oh, no. It is false. Uh, um, he actually oh, refused. To, I just made up the metronome part. He used, refused to use a pick because he's famous for his finger-picking style of guitar playing. Oh. Oh. That's true. So there you go. Wow. Linda, for his 1984 solo album, Go Insane, Lindsay wrote a song called D.W. Sweet as a tribute to the death of a member of the Beach Boys. Hmm. Is that true. true or false? I don't think so. True. Um, did any of the Beach Boys die at that point? I'm going to say false. It is true. Ah, you are right, Linda. It was Linda. written as a tribute to Dennis Wilson of the Beach Boys. Yep. We're tied up. Yes, you are. We're tied up, Linda. All right, Carl. Mm-hmm. In 1985, Lindsay provided the song Time Bomb Town for the movie Back to the Future. Hmm. I'm going to say false. Linda? False. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> it's true. That's absolutely correct. We're both still Time tied bomb up. Town. I'm not doing anything the same as you do anymore. <laughs> That's exactly. Well, yeah. you're, <laughs> you're a little late to the game now. but <laughs> Linda, the title song to Lindsay's 2008 album, Gift of Screws, was inspired by Edgar Allan Poe. True or false? False. Mm. That sounds true. I'm going to say true. It's false. False. Oh, no. It was inspired by Emily Dickinson. Oh, here's for Linda. All right. Here's for Carl. She's one up, right? Yep, she's one up. All right, here's the last question. Mm-hmm. So come on, Linda. Um, Carl, Lindsay's song titled Steal Your Heart Away is a tribute to his wife, Kristen, and their three children, citing their names in the lyrics. That sounds true. I'm going to say true. False. Thank you. It was false. Oh man! It, Here's for Carl. It's called. Here's it was you. I made a way. I made up. Steal your heart away. That is not a song. You know what? Linda did. Linda. Really, she came back strong. Good work, Linda. Yeah. Wow, Linda. <laughs> Thank you. You did it. You did great, Linda. We were like all tied up, and then she just <laughs> pulled away. She just. I'm she just. <laughs> yeah, you did it. Hey, you know what, Linda? I'm going to send you a four-CD set of the Twilight Zone radio dramas. I hope you love it. And uh, that's well, for... Well, that's because I'm in your home area. I'm in Chicago, so we're oh, all good. All great. right. Very, very good. Well, there you go, Linda. Thanks for playing, and make sure you call back again and play with us, all right? Thank you, Linda. You were a great you. I player. This. I have a question, though, yeah, real quick. Go what ahead. happened to your YouTube remember? Uh, uh, yeah. Do you remember? You know what? We liked doing it, but it just wasn't... It just wasn't working out with the company, so we had. So we a, moved on to Radio Rarities. Yeah, now we're doing Radio Rarities. Okay. We hope you love it. So, all right. I follow everything, but I love uh, that too. I loved watching you too. Oh, thank you so thank much. You. Thank you, thank you. When we come back, we're going to tune into Abbott and Costello. Stick around. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. You know, if you love classic radio shows and you'd like to get, like, more than one a day sent to you on average, you know, that'd be fun. Like, you know, you take about 30 minutes a day and listen to a classic radio show. Kind of just, you know, soothes you, right? I love listening to these shows. Well, we have a club called the Classic Radio Club. And you actually get more than 30 shows a month. You get 34 shows a month, and we'll tell you how. 
you join the club, and if you join the digital program or the CD program, of course, the CDs are a little more expensive than the digital, but the digital program is only $9.99 a month, and for only $9.99 a month, we actually send you 34 classic radio shows, and here's why. You get 10 by being a club member, right? And then you also get our uh, Hollywood 360 show sent to you. That's every Monday. You get the full five-hour show. That's five more a week. And then you also get Radio Rarities attached to that. So that's actually six a week. So when you do the math... Carl's done the math. It's actually 34 classic radio shows every month. So that's more than one a day. And the links never expire. So you don't have to listen to them as soon as we send them to you. You can listen to them... Anytime you want. So for only $9.99 a month when you join the Classic Radio Club, you get the full enchilada. You get the 10 shows. You get the liner notes. You get the photos of the stars. because so we send you a PDF of uh, all of the details on those 10 shows, all the history and all that great stuff. And you get the uh, Hollywood 360 show. You get Radio Rarities, which is a lot of fun. Carl Shadow writes that. And Lisa and I co-host it. Co-host. Co-host the uh, Radio Rarity Show. So you get everything. Everything we're doing, you get when you join the Classic Radio Club. And, uh, I mean, nine ninety nine a month. I mean, that's like a cup of coffee, really, when you think about it. So, uh, And you're supporting the show. That's the other great thing. You're supporting what we do here, and we really thank you very much. How do you join the club? Go to ClassicRadioClub.com. And, in fact, it's a new and improved website. We just launched it last week, the new Classic Radio Club website. Go to ClassicRadioClub.com. We hope you'll join. All right. Uh, and by the way, there's no long-term commitment. If you don't want to be in the club member, you could just cancel it any time. I don't want you to think, oh, no, I'm joining the club and I can't get out of this club. No, you can cancel any time you want. So it's, it's really something that we'd love you to try and we think you'll love it. All right, it's time now for Abbott and Costello. They were uh, they were two uh, of the funniest comedians of the golden age of radio. They met in uh, in the early uh, in the actually the late 1920s. They met in 1929. Began a 30 year partnership, and um, and they were just uh, amazing. They had their own radio show. They had their own television show. They made movies for Universal Pictures. We have a broadcast for you now from May 2nd, 1946. Here's part one of the Abbott and Costello Show. The Abbott and Costello Program, starring Bud Abbott and Lou Costello. The Abbott and Costello program with the music of Carl Hoff and his orchestra, our singing star Amy Arnell, and spotlighting that chunky, chubby little cherub who went caught putting a ladder against the roof because he heard his uncle Artie Stebbins say he was going to have one on the house, calmly said, I'm a bad boy! <laughs> Costello, what are you doing? What are you doing dressed up like Napoleon Bonaparte? Well, you see, every Universal Studios are going to make a picture called Napoleon and Josephine. Yes. And I'm going to play Napoleon. 
There's only one thing that stands in my way. What's that? Charles Boyer. Costello, uh, <laughs> are you classing yourself with Charles Boyer? What's Boyer got that I haven't got five times as much as? <laughs> Certainly got a lot of nerve, Costello, comparing yourself with Charles Boyer. Yeah. Do you realize that he won an Oscar for his performance in Gaslight? I was in that picture. Uh, wait a minute. I saw Gaslight. I didn't see you in it. I turned on the gas. I... <laughs> Never mind that. How can you compare yourself with Boyer? He's got charm. I got charm. Ah, he dresses like a fashion plate. I can dress like a fashion plate. And Boyer has sex appeal. I can dress like a fashion plate. <laughs> I should have quit when I was even. But Costello tells Boyer he can make women swoon mm. by just lowering his eyelids. They call him uh, droopy eyes. It's the same thing with me. Women call you droopy eyes? No, saggy britches. Sa <laughs> Costello, this is ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. The picture Napoleon and Josephine calls for a great lover. Uh, for instance, like me. Like you? Uh, certainly. Why, women all fall all over me. Women fall all over you? All over the me. The names you go out with are too old to stand up. Oh, yeah. Be serious. Be serious, Costello. Why, in my day as a dramatic actor, hmm. women threw flowers at my feet. They threw jewelry at my feet. They even threw themselves at my feet. Ah, what has your feet got that you haven't got? <laughs> I bet you. Will you cut that out, please? The role of Napoleon calls for an experienced actor. Oh, that's me, Abbott. When I was three years old, I used to put on plays in our garage, and I'd charge two pins a mission. And when the show was over, I'd give the pins back. Gave the pins back? What for? So the audience wouldn't lose their rumpers on the way home. <laughs> but, Costello, please, I know. I know you're losing but, Costello, please listen to me. In order to play the part of Napoleon, you have to have an education. Now, where did you get your education? At the corner of Hollywood and Vine. I, you can't... No, 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 no. You can't learn anything at the corner of Hollywood and Vine. You can on a windy day. Costello, please. Go take the, that Napoleon costume off and forget it. You don't even look like Napoleon. Oh, yes, I do, Abbott. Look, I got my hair all slicked down and shiny. What kind of oil is that you've got on your hair? It's a new kind of oil. I got it out of a little tin can. There's only one thing wrong with it. What's that? I don't know what to do with all those little sardines. <laughs> oh, wash that sardine oil off your hair. You, you have a bunch of cats following you. Oh, I don't mind cats. I even know a woman who lives with cats. Who? Mrs. Cats. Cat <laughs> Hello, that's a no joke. Ah, Mr. Cats is an old man. I should have quit when I was even. Now, look, I refuse to discuss this any longer, Costello. Napoleon was a romantic figure. Yeah. He had a lot of women in his life. Mm -hmm. Have you ever been out with the opposite sex? No, but it wasn't my fault. It, it wasn't your fault? No, my mother wouldn't tell me which was the opposite sex. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Will you please talk sense, Costello? I'm just... Listen to me, please. I'm just going to see how you would play a love scene with a girl. Now, let's pretend that I'm the first girl you ever met in your life. I just sure start out with a dog, don't I? No, 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 Forget how I look. Just, just say to yourself that I'm a beautiful girl. Well, come I on. I couldn't be that sort, sort of... No, right. <laughs> Boy, those Dr. Cowans get you, don't Oh, they? they certainly do. Well, just remember that old adage, beauty is only skin deep. Well, go out and skin yourself and come back in. There you go, Costello. I try to help you and you haven't got the intelligence to appreciate it. You haven't got the brain of a two-year-old child. Yeah, but look at the difference in our ages. All right, all right. <laughs> I'm going to give you one more chance. 
Now, I'm your girlfriend, Gladys. I'm sitting in the parlor by the fire reading a book. What are you reading? Uh, Forever Amber. What do you want with a fire? (laughs) (laughs) Just never mind, please. I'm sitting there waiting for you to knock on the front door. Well, here I am, darling. Wait a minute. You didn't knock on the front door. I sneaked in the back door. I used to be a nice man. I, look, well, all right. Now, now you're in. Now, uh, sit, here, sit down here. Sit down here by me on the sofa. Now, okay. Don't, don't sit way over there. Move closer. I, I'm your girlfriend, remember? Mm-hmm. Move closer. How's this? Oh, no, 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 no. A little closer. Uh, closer. Closer. Costello. How do you like that? I went right past her. <laughs> I told you you didn't know how to make love to a girl tonight. I'll have to show you how to make love. Now, you be the girl, and I'll come to call on you. Uh, what kind of a girl am I? Am I pretty? Oh, what difference does it make? I don't care if you're <laughs> cross-eyed and bow-legged as long as you're a girl. Oh, you men are all alike. Oh. <laughs> all right, all right, Costello. You're a 23-year-old girl, and you're, you're lying on the floor playing with your dogs. How do you like that? A girl, 23 years old, playing with her feet. Look, <laughs> Costello, please, I'll show you how to make love to a girl. Remember, you're the girl now, and, and I'm coming to call on you. Now, here I come. Costello, why don't you answer the door? I'm just showing you I'm hard to get. Uh, I'm not going to open up the Never first Never mind, I'm now. coming. I'm coming in anyway. <laughs> what are you screaming for? I'm taking a bath, you. You're, you're, taking a, you're taking a bath? Yes, I just finished my dinner. What's finishing your dinner got to do with you being in the bathtub? I'm taking a bath and washing the dishes at the same time. <laughs> I give up, I'm through. Oh, no, Abbott, don't give up. Please give me another chance. Oh, all right. Now, here I come again to call on you. Now, I told you that I was going to teach you how to make love to, uh, to a girl. This time, I'm going through with it. Now, come into my arms. No, Abbott, no. Costello. I won't, no. Stop pushing me. Do you hear? <laughs> oh, Costello, you fool. Why did you push me out of the window? I had to, Abbott. I thought I heard my husband coming. <laughs> Carl Hoff and the Camel Orchestra with the great new arrangement, You've Got Me Crying Again. How did you look? Like Max Factor? <laughs> <laughs> Never mind that. 
How did they make you look like Napoleon? Your, your nose is, uh, is too stubby. That's easy, Abbott. They taped up my nose. They taped up your nose? Yeah. How did you smell? Not bad. Right. <laughs> hey, you know I'm a sincere get the part of Napoleon? Hello, Lou Costello speaking. Just a moment, Mr. Costello. The president of Universal wants to speak to you. I told you, Abbott, this is it. Here's your party, Mr. Bloomberg. Hello, Costello. Yes, Mr. Bloomberg. Costello, you were out here this morning testing for the part of Napoleon. Yes, I was. Well, I want you to get out here to the studio right away. For the part? No, you left your hat here. <laughs> How do you like that, Abbott? They turned me down. They can't do that to me. The great Shakespearean actor. Why, I played Romeo and Juliet all last year at the Hippodrome Theater in New York. Why, you dope. The Hippodrome Theater has been closed for five years. It has? No wonder I didn't get any applause. <laughs> Abbott, lots of my fans would like to see me play Napoleon. Oh, why don't you stop this, Costello? I'll prove it to you, Abbott. Let's go out and take a poll from door to door. Come on. Hey, let's stop at this house. My old girlfriend, Tessie Tinfoil. She lives here. <laughs> that was funny. Men, come in. That's what I always say. <laughs> that was hilarious. Uh, Bud Abbott and Lou Costello. Lots of laughs on this show. Hey, you know who's in the cast? You know who's in the cast of this program, Lisa? Who? Our good pal, Tommy Cook, oh, who right. we've had on the show, yes. and we have to have him back. He's a lot of fun. To have on the program. He was in a lot of these radio shows. He was on Life of Riley. He was uh, on uh, Gildersleeve for a while, I think. He was on Abbott Costello, as uh, you will hear him on this program. Yeah, we got to get Tommy Cook back on the air. He's terrific. I uh, hope you're enjoying this May 2nd, 1946 episode. Uh, Costello dresses as Napoleon and tries to get a part in a movie. We'll get back to it in just a few minutes. This is Hollywood 360. We're on the air every single week, a full five-hour show. Crossover uh, more than 100 radio stations. Plus, we're heard in 168 countries on American Forces Radio. Very honored to uh, be on their number one channel, The Voice. So if you're listening to us uh, in another country, we'd love to hear from you. Go to our Facebook page. Uh, That is Hollywood 360 Radio. That's how you can uh, search for us. When you're there, please like us. And I was going to say, even if you're not in another country, we'd still love to hear we from would. you. We would. You can please come to our Facebook page. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're invited. You don't have to be out of the country to come to our Facebook. <laughs> and we want to build our likes, so please like us. Uh, we'll get back to Abbott and Costello and more of Hollywood 360 in a few. Stick around. Hi, I'm Carl Amari. If you enjoy classic radio shows like The Shadow, Jack Benny, Gunsmoke, Dragnet, The Whistler, and Abbott and Costello, consider joining the Classic Radio Club. Each month, members receive 10 of the greatest classic radio shows of all time. As curator, the 10 shows I select will be the best sound quality and the most popular, along with a rare show sprinkled in to add to the fun. I'll also send you historical liner notes, plus photos of the radio stars. Members also receive an email each week with a link to the full five-hour Hollywood 360 radio show. The links never expire, so you can listen to Hollywood 360 whenever you'd like. The first month membership fee is only $1, with each additional month under $10. And you can cancel at any time with no obligation. By joining the Classic Radio Club, you're supporting this show, so we thank you very much. Join the Classic Radio Club at ClassicRadioClub.com. 
That's ClassicRadioClub.com. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. You know, I'm really excited about our new podcast, Lisa, Radio Rarities. And um, hopefully people have been listening to it because we send it as part of our Hollywood 360 podcast. It's right on the end. And we've been getting a lot of uh, feedback. People say they really like it. Um, it's very different. It's not like Hollywood 360 in, a, in um, certain ways because we give you way more information about each show that we play. And we take a very unique radio show and uh, give you literally, um, I'd say, five minutes of, of information about that show. Where on Hollywood 360, we cover the basics. You know, like we tell you, okay, Appen Costello, they were a duo. They met in 1929. They were on the air XYZ amount of years, so and so and so so forth. But on Radio Rarities, we, we dive very deep into the history of that show, and we take a very unique episode, a one-of-a-kind show, each and every week, and not only play it, but talk all about it, thanks to Carl Shadow. Right, Lisa? Right, and it's really a true education into old-time radio. So if you are an old-time radio fan, which we think you are because you're already listening to Hollywood 360, we think you'd be a really great candidate um, to appreciate radio rarities. And how do you get that, Carl? Well, it's, it's just tacked on to the Hollywood 360 podcast. So if you subscribe to our podcast, you'll not only get the entire five-hour Hollywood 360 show, but you'll also get the uh, about 35-minute Radio Rarities podcast on that as well. If you want to subscribe, go to Hollywood360radio.com. That's Hollywood360radio.com. Or if you're a Classic Radio Club member, you get it free because you get the podcast and you get uh, the Hollywood 360 podcast and Radio Rarities as part of your Classic Radio Club membership, and that's Classic Radio Club. All right, Abbott and Costello, uh, two of the most famous comedians from the golden age of uh, not only radio, Lisa, but television and movies. You know, they single-handedly saved Universal Pictures from bankruptcy. Their movies were so popular that they were were knocking them out to keep the studio afloat. They were having a lot of trouble, Universal Pictures, in the, the early 40s. And it was looking like they may go bankrupt, but they um, they kept um, producing Abbott and Costello movies, and they were blockbuster hits and kept the studio afloat. One of their movies um, uh, really, I think, was uh, became one of the top com- comedies of all time, and that's uh, Abbott and Costello Meet Frankenstein. That movie is uh, like the AFI, calls it one of the top 100 comedies of all time. Bella Lugosi in that, along with Glenn Strange. Glenn Strange played uh, the monster, you know, Frankenstein's monster. And Bud Abbott and Lou Costello. If you've never seen that movie, you should, because it's. I think it's their best film. All right, we're listening to Abbott and, uh, Abbott and Costello, May 2nd, 1946. Here's the conclusion. <laughs> Tessie, Tessie, you don't look so good today. I don't feel so good. I bought eight bottles of leg makeup, and I'm having a terrible time. What seems to be the trouble? How many bottles do you have to drink before the stuff goes to your legs? <laughs> Look, Tessie, I'm making a house-to-house poll. How would you like to see me on a screen as Napoleon? Oh, I think you'd be marvelous, lover boy. <laughs> Maybe I could play your leading lady, Josephine. No, I'm afraid not, Tessie. In the first place, you're too fat. And to come to think of it, you're too fat in the second place, too. <laughs> 
Well, don't, don't be discouraged, Costello. Hey, Mr. Costello, will you give me your autograph? Why, certainly, little boy. Here. Hey, Ma, I win the lollipop. I told you that Jerry could ride. <laughs> Come here, Costello. Get away from that kid. Down here. Let's try this next door. You're all right, ain't you? I'm Lou Costello. How would you like to see me on the screen as Napoleon? Oh, that would be dandy. You're my favorite star, Mr. Costello. I think you're the finest actor in pictures. I think you're the funniest man on the radio. Thank you. I have an autographed picture of you that I would like to hang up in my room, but I can't. Why can't you hang it up? Well, I can't find a nail long enough to go through the padding on my cell. <laughs> <laughs> Costello, you see? Wise guy, do you realize that the only people who love you are dumbbells? Thank you, Abbott. How do you think you can? Right. Here, here, careful. Uh, pardon me, Mr. Costello. Could I have your autograph? I just gave you my autograph a few minutes ago. I know, but you wrote it on the same page with Charles Lawton. So what? His autograph held its nose and kicked yours off the page. Get out of here. Get out of here. Costello, leave that kid alone. Can you leave him alone? Who's writing for you? Now, wait a minute. Just a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Leave those children alone. Hey, look, Costello, here comes your old friend, Scotty Brown. A hoot run, laddie. Scotty, what have you got under your arm? Well, it's a book of ghost stories. Uh, my wife just had a new baby. Uh, what has ghost stories got to do with a new baby? Well, I read my wife the ghost stories, and her teeth chatter so loud, I don't need a rattle for the baby. <laughs> Scotty, how would you like to see me on the screen as Napoleon? I would not be interested, laddie. I do not go to theaters anymore. Why not, Scotty? Well, I used to live 12 blocks from a theater, but now we've moved two blocks further away. Well, what's, what's that got to do with it? Well, I don't finish dinner until five minutes to six, and now, no matter how fast I run, I can't get there before the prices change. So long, <laughs> Oh, come on, Costello. Let's try another house. Uh, pardon me, Mr. Costello. Could I have your autograph? Now, wait a minute, kid. I've given you my autograph three times. What are you doing with my autograph? Well, if I get three more of yours, I can trade it for one of Trigger's footprints. Oh, yeah? <laughs> Ouch! And Costello, what did you do? I just gave him one of my footprints. <laughs> oh, forget him. Come on. Oh, I'm back with little beaver now. Never Stay mind that. Let's, let's try this door over here. Come on. Oh, hello, Mr. Rabbit. Oh, you dear man. Don't tell me you're selling washing machines. Oh, pardon me, that tub is Costello. <laughs> you better close that door quick, Mrs. Niles. You're liable to get arrested for indecent exposure. Indecent exposure? Yes, ma'am. You're out here in broad daylight with your face showing. <laughs> I heard that remark, Costello. What do you mean by insulting my wife that way? Because I don't know any other way. <laughs> tell me, Ken, was Mrs. Niles just as homely the day you proposed to her? Well, I don't know. She was catching for the Brooklyn Dodgers and had her mask on. I... <laughs> One more remark like that and I'll cut the string on your yo-yo. <laughs> please, please, folks, please, let's stop arguing. Costello, uh, Costello came here to ask you if you'd like to see him on the screen as Napoleon. I'd rather see him with Napoleon. <laughs> Napoleon is dead. You catch on fast, fat boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
darling, you certainly told Costello off that time. Oh, you're so wonderful. You fill the breeze with a heavenly perfume. Oh, no, dear. You're the one that fills the breeze with heavenly perfume. Oh, no, dear. I insist you fill the breeze with heavenly perfume. Oh, no, dear. I insist you fill the breeze with heavenly perfume. <laughs> Run for cover, folks. We caught a couple of skunks in our traps. <laughs> Popular request, Camel's lovely Amy Arnell sings. Give me a little kiss, will ya huh? What are you gonna miss, will ya huh? Gosh, old Jeep, why do you refuse? I can't see what you got to lose. Oh, give me a little squeeze, will ya huh? Why do you wanna make me blue? I wouldn't say a word if I were asking for the world. What's a little kiss between a fella and his girl? Give me a little kiss, will ya, huh? And I'll give it right back to you. Please be nice. Once or twice. Once again, a plea I'm gonna make. Tell me when do I get a break? Hold me tight, anything you ask I'll do. I'll take you for a little ride where we can be alone. And once you kiss me, you will never think of walking home. Give me a little kiss, will ya, huh? And I'll give it right back to you. Well, Costello. You'll never convince Universal Studios that you can play the part of Napoleon. Yes, I will. No, you won't. Ladies and gentlemen of our studio audience, I'm about to put on a play in which I will star in the role of Napoleon. No, no, not that. We're not going to sit through that. Oh, what a lousy actor. Open the doors, Lydia. Hey, Costello, look. Look, it's Millenhead down there in the audience. Now, just a minute, Millenhead. I dare you to come up here on the stage. All right, I'll come up there on the stage. Yeah, well, come on up here. All right, wise guy. Now I'm up on the stage. Well, now that you're up here on the stage, I dare you to come over here and put your hand on my shoulder. All right, I'll put my hand on your shoulder. There, now I've got my hand on your shoulder. Now what? Let's dance. Yeah, oh, no. <laughs> Let's tell a lot. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Melonhead is right about your acting, Costello, and he knows. He's a producer at Universal. Producer, Abbott? I'll have you know that I was head producer. And look at that head you produced. Ah! <laughs> there he goes, there he goes. There you go with those insulting remarks again, Costello. You, you get in my hair. Okay, but I'll have to wear my sneakers. It looks awful slippery up there. Costello, now... Maybe if you talk nice to Melonhead, he'd direct your play for you. Melonhead, 
Could you make another Charles Boyer out of me? Costello, I could not only make a Charles Boyer out of you, but I'd have enough fat left over to make a case of life, Boyer. <laughs> All right, now to the play. Costello, you will play Napoleon. Abbott here will be your friend Talleyrand, and Mrs. Niles here, she'll play your wife, Josephine. Ah, oh, why does Mrs. Niles always have to play my wife? Why can't I have a young girl like Ingrid Bergman? Costello, I've got everything that Ingrid Bergman has. Yeah, but why do you let yours get so shabby? <laughs> Enough of this. Enough of this, Costello. Let's get on with the play. Mr. Niles, will you please set the scene? Ladies and gentlemen, we present a stirring French drama entitled How Napoleon Lost the Battle of Waterloo or Costello Gets Caught with His France Down. <laughs> We find Napoleon sitting in the throne room, waiting for his wife, Josephine, to enter. Good morning, Your Majesty. Ah, oh, come in, Josephine. Bone jour. My bone, Josephine. Pull up a bone chair and have a box of bonbons. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Costello. Why do you put bone in front of everything? Because, says Napoleon, I want to give the bone a pot. Wow! always stand with your hand stuck inside your coat. That's where I hide my butter. <laughs> Napoleon, I have come to you for some money. I'm sorry, Josephine, but the royal coffers are in bad shape. The royal coffers are in bad shape? Yes, listen. <laughs> <laughs> that's enough. That's enough. Coffers, don't overdo it. <laughs> that last course cost us $35 more. Napoleon, I tell you I need money. You've given away all my jewels to Madame Dewberry. Yesterday, you gave her my diamond tiara. What do you care about your tiara? You still have your boondier. Ah. <laughs> oh, I'm having trouble with my subjects. I can't do a thing with my subjects. Who are you, the king? No, just a high school student. <laughs> Your Majesty, Talleyrand has just come in. Good. I had two bucks on his nose. No. I mean, I mean... No, no, Costello. Look, Talleyrand isn't a horse. It's Abbott. Oh, a jackass. Yeah. All right, Costello. <laughs> Stick to the play. <clears throat> uh, Your Majesty, I bring great tidings from the battlefield. Rome is about to fall. Let us drink a toast. Napoleon, you have been drinking too much lately. Drink uh, water. Uh, okay, water it is. Here's to victory. <laughs> What was that? Rome just fell. Oh, we must have a grand ball to celebrate our victory. Napoleon, you must wear the new powdered wig I bought you. I refuse to wear it again. Well, it's made out of hair from your horse's tail. No wonder it keeps swatting flies and knocking my hat off. <laughs> Madame Josephine, Madame Josephine, I have come to fix your hair. Wait a minute, who are you? Monsieur, I am a lady in waiting. Well, what are we waiting for? <laughs> Kiss your poor old father. Costello, stick to your lines. I'd much rather stick to hers. Napoleon, get your hands off that girl or I'll have her sent to the guillotine. Yes, Your Majesty. You wouldn't want me if I lost my head. I don't know. There'll still be enough left to have a date with. <laughs> Talleyrand has just come in. Must have been scratched in the last race. Talk sense, Costello. Uh, I bring you bad news from Russia. You, you must go to your troops at once. But remember, it's freezing cold in Russia. I will fix you a lunch. Would you like a nice hot dish? 
Yes. Yvonne, come here and kiss your poor old father. <laughs> Costello, do you realize that Universal Studios is listening to this play? I refuse to direct this play any longer unless everybody takes orders from me. Okay, Mullenhead, you give the order. Thanks, Costello. Yvonne, come here and kiss your poor old director. Get out, get out. Oh, come on, come on, come on. <laughs> come on, break Costello this up. Yeah, Emma. Huh? Can you break this up, please? Now, let's get back to the play. Come on, Napoleon. Let us drink a toast to our coming victory in Russia. Uh-uh, Napoleon, you must drink water, remember? Oh, darn it. I'll be glad when they exile me to that island. Then I can bend my elbow. <laughs> <laughs> Come, Napoleon. Kiss Josephine goodbye. We must join your troops. Goodbye, fair Josephine. <laughs> Josephine, your nose is wet. You kissed your horse. I'm over here. <laughs> now, come over here and kiss me. I should have quit when I was even. <laughs> whoa, whoa. <laughs> hey, Talleyrand, what is this village? Your Majesty, this is the village of Waterloo. Your troops are taking a terrible beating. Just listen. Poor man, I am Napoleon. Is there anything I can do for you? Yes, get a larger cast. I'm sick and tired of the whole thing. Napoleon! <laughs> I've come to ask your surrender. I am Wellington. You have been defeated. Very well, Wellington. Let us drink a toast to your victory. Remember, Napoleon, you can't drink liquor. But I'm not really Napoleon. I'm Lou Costello. Well, in that case, here's your water, Lou. Waterloo. Waterloo, Dick. That's a joke, folks. That's a joke. Now here, Bud and Lou, with the final word. Well, Napoleon, what have you got to say? Here I am, the great Napoleon, exiled to the island of Elba. All my friends have deserted me. Here I am, all alone. Nobody loves me. <laughs> I love you. Who was that? Look up here in this tree. Oh, an old monkey. Yes. Come here, Costello. What do you want? Come here and kiss your poor old father. Good night, folks. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Be sure to listen at this very same time next week for another Abbott and Costello show. Thursday night is All-Star Night on NBC. Stay around now for Rudy Valley for most of these stations. This is Ken Niles in Hollywood wishing you all a pleasant good night. I think everybody likes Abbott and Costello, right, Lisa? I'm I mean, in that group, Carl. Pretty hard to not yeah. like their comedy. It was very clean. It was very fun, you know, play on words. And uh, super popular. You know, even today, like, even like with my baseball buddies, you know, when I'm playing baseball and there'll be a new guy on the team and he'll say, you know, what do you do? And I'm like, well, I put, do this radio show and I play these classic radio programs. And they're like, well, what is that? And if I say Abbott and Costello, they know exactly who that is. Now, if I say The Whistler, they might not know what The Whistler is. Or if I say Boston Blackie, they might not know. But when I say the shadow, right. they generally know. If I say the Lone Ranger, there you go. <laughs> they know. Dragnet, usually they know. And 
almost always Abbott and Costello. Well, once they know? listen to Hollywood 360, they know all of those. Yeah, I mean, but that's a testament to sure. how great they were, that even today, people that never watched their show on television, maybe never saw even a movie of Abbott and Costello, certainly didn't hear the radio show. Even young people today still sort of know who Abbott and Costello is. I'm, I'm not sure how that is, but that is a testament to how great they were. Um, yeah, hope you enjoyed that. A uh, May 2nd, 1946 broadcast. All right, time for this month in music history. Right, and we are going back to the 1960s. This song was released in 1964. It's been a hot days. Isn't that weird? Just from the... Right, that's all you need. Again, right? like Abbott and Costello, this song has uh, stood the test of time. Of course, this is the Beatles, written by John Lennon and Paul McCartney. And it was released on the film soundtrack uh, in 1964, the, the musical comedy starring the Beatles. And wow. a, a song that has persisted through time as well. Yeah, all I heard was the twang, yep. and I knew what it was. And it's worth it just to hear you say you're gonna give me everything. So why I let you the Cause when I get you alone, you know I feel okay. You know, it's uh, you're quite the musicologist. Yes, you know that? I think that's a new title for me. Fun I've got facts. a lot of them. But you, you have all the fun facts about popular songs. Yes. Lisa Wolf, musicologist. Yes, I will take that. You know? Add that to my uh, uh, resume. See how yeah, that does for it, me. Add it to your resume. <laughs> <laughs> Why, are you sending your resume out? Oh, gosh. No, I wouldn't do that, Carl. You have a job. Right. Right? I, I do. I have a lot of jobs, You have actually. a job. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, Lisa. More of Hollywood 360 after this short break. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. Man, Lisa, you sound so happy on that commercial, don't you? It's just, just like, a guy. Just, you know, you know, you know better than that. Get radio rarities and get Hollywood 360, Yay. and the links never expire, and listen to us whenever you like. It's a job, Carl. <laughs> you sound so, like, excited and happy. Well, it's and... called acting, you know. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> In our next hour, it's a rip-roaring radio western adventure. Of the Cisco Kid from 1953. I remember watching the Cisco Kid on television, black and white TV, and then color. Do yes, you? Do you I remember do. watching Cisco Kid? It wasn't Kid? my favorite, but I remember it. But guess what? what? We have named that tune coming That's up. True. And we need a caller. Give us a call. 312-642-5600. All about Fleetwood Mac. Play some of the songs. And we're looking for caller number eight. All right. Sounds good. We'll see you soon. Hey everybody, Jared Sebesti, your host of Retire Repurposed. This podcast is dedicated to help people transition into fulfilling and purposeful retirements. Retirement is a big life change. In fact, the two most dangerous years of a person's life are the year they were born and the year they retire. Few people could just flip the switch from working a career 30 or 40 plus years retiring on Friday without methodical steps to living what we call a repurposed retirement. To listen now, search Retire Repurposed on your favorite podcast platform, Senior Resource, or Life Audio.